Hi everyone, David Harris here for Criminal Injustice, and this is Ask Dave. You have a question, perhaps, about the criminal legal system? Something perplexing? Well, call it in or write to me and you get to Ask Dave. I'll take a crack at it, and that's exactly what I'm going to do here for listener Andrew. Andrew is from Australia, and he lives in Ipswich, which he tells me is outside Brisbane, which is the capital of the Australian state of Queensland. Thanks a lot for the question, Andrew. Here we go. I'll try to read it exactly as you've written it, and I won't even try an accent. How about that? A question here from someone outside of America. I've heard of a couple of cases where when someone is killed while carrying out a felony crime, another person can be held accountable and charged with murder. For example, people break and enter and a police officer fatally shoots one of the criminals and the others get charged with the murder of their fellow breaker and enterer. Another is when a supposed drug dealer asks someone to rough up a customer who owes him money. In the course of their actions, they murder the customer and the dealer gets charged for murder even though someone else actually carried out the murder. All right, so I'm going to stop there. There's another question along with that, but let me stop here and give an answer to this first part. What is Andrew asking about? This is the doctrine of of felony murder. And this is something that the United States has in almost all of its states, and we teach it regularly in criminal law courses. So what is this? The idea of felony murder is, as Andrew says, that the person charged can face a first-degree murder charge in some states, second, but usually first-degree murder, which usually means premeditated and deliberate murder. But in a case of felony murder, it means the person was carrying out a felony and someone died in the process of that felony. Someone was killed. All right? It wasn't the intention of the felon to kill. It may even have been rather accidental that the person was killed. But somehow during the felony, someone was killed or even just died. That is felony murder. And when you do a felony and someone dies, uh, the pure form of felony murder states that that can make you guilty of first-degree murder, the most the, the most serious form of murder we have that can even make you eligible for the death penalty in some jurisdictions. In my own home state of Pennsylvania, can make you eligible for life without parole. All right? So this is serious. It elevates the felony into first-degree murder when there is a death that occurs, even if not intended. All right, which is usually not what first-degree murder is. First-degree murder usually requires an intentional killing with premeditation deliberation, and this ain't that. Okay, Where does this come from? Well, it was a doctrine born long, long ago in the UK, then called just England, um, as most of our law was. But, and it spread throughout all of the jurisdictions that adopted the UK's common law approach 
the United States, Canada, uh, Australia too, uh, and uh, gradually has been weeded out of all of those places, pretty much, not all, but uh, um, um, certainly the UK abolished felony murder, Canada abolished felony murder, Australia has something called constructive murder, which, with just a brief look at it before recording this, uh, looks similar to felony murder. I'll have to find out more. But the United States, in most jurisdictions, and we are controlled mostly by state law, the United States holds fast to it, with the exception of a couple of states, Kentucky and Hawaii, being the most prominent examples that have abolished felony murder we still have it. This idea that if you come, that if you're committing a felony, and somebody dies, even if the killing is not intended, it's a first degree murder. Now that is a very odd thing. If anything, any killing that happens during a felony can become first degree murder. Does that not devalue the whole system of grading killings? into different degrees of murder. We have first degree, we have second degree, we have manslaughter, voluntary and involuntary, we have negligent homicide. All of those things are killings, but because they all involve different sorts of circumstances and different sorts of states of mind, we look at them differently. We all know almost intuitively that a purposeful, deliberate, premeditated killing is worse than a killing that involves uh, a criminal level negligence. Okay? It's just worse. We all know that that purposeful, premeditated killing is worse than a voluntary manslaughter, where somebody loses their temper completely because of some kind of provocation by the victim. Now, that doesn't mean the person gets off. It means they're convicted of voluntary manslaughter, which is considered less serious and punished by less time in the penitentiary. And so felony murder seems to defeat this whole system of distinguishing one kind of homicide from the other, which is the most serious, which is still bad, but not quite as serious, and so on and so on, which is the system we have. So what we find is that over time, over the decades and even centuries, American courts, while still having to, to use the felony murder rules, and American legislatures, they have not done away with felony murder, except in those couple of states that I mentioned. Instead, they have looked for ways upon ways upon ways to limit the doctrine's reach. The most, uh, the cleanest, the most prominent, most common way in which the doctrine is limited is for the legislature to make a list of felonies to which it applies, all right? Because we have lots and lots of felonies. I don't know if you've ever looked at the criminal code, but we have lots of felonies, okay? Uh, you destroy property maliciously, okay? If the property is valued at uh, less than $1,000, just picking a number here, it's a misdemeanor. Above $1,000, it's a felony. You shoplift something, you take something out of Home Depot. If that tool happens to be worth more than $500, felony. Less than $500, misdemeanor. But So there are tons of felonies. So what the legislature does is say it only applies to these listed felonies. And it is typically a list of the most serious sorts of crimes. Arson. Rape aggravated assault, kidnapping, 
extortion maybe, those kinds of most serious felonies. There are other ways that the doctrine is limited too, to only dangerous felonies, to only felonies that did not include an assault. Right? There are all kinds of ways to do this, and among the ways to do it is the, that the, the death must have happened in furtherance of the felony and as a consequence directly following the felony. Okay, So lots of ways to limit this doctrine, because if you take it to its extreme, that any felony in which there is then a death of somebody as a consequence. I mean, that really has very far-reaching consequences. And we get cases like the Fuller case from California, in which uh, men were seen uh, uh, breaking into cars in a car dealer's lot. They were stealing spare tires, okay? And uh, a police officer pulls up, the, you know, the men, you know, get in their vehicle and drive away. There's a high-speed chase, and the high-speed chase uh, results in a, a terrible accident in which a completely innocent driver is killed, all right? Now, there was a felony being committed in the car lot, and somebody was killed. Therefore, that's first-degree murder. Now, wait, let me tell you the detail here that makes it a felony. Because to break into a vehicle is not by itself a felony in California at that time. What it takes is for the door locks to be in the locked position to make it a felony. If the locks happen to be open, it's not a felony. And it just so happens that in these particular vehicles into which these guys were breaking in to try to get spare tires, the locks were down. And that made it a felony, and that makes it first-degree murder. It is completely, almost by chance, that this is a first-degree murder. And that just won't do. So that's the felony murder doctrine. That is what Andrew is, is asking about. And his particular example of people breaking into a structure, police officer shoots one of the criminals. Can the other criminals be held for first-degree felony murder? No. In most jurisdictions, no. Why? It's something called the red line rule, right? And what that rule says, and that comes right out of a case in Pennsylvania, the red line case, what it says is if the death resulted for, from somebody doing good, from the, a third party who's not involved in the crime killing one of the criminals, like a police officer doing this, it can't be hung around the neck of the other criminals, right? That just reaches too far logically. It's the last thing the criminals would want. It can't possibly be in furtherance of the felony. It's the opposite of that. And it's a completely justified act to boot, right? If the police officer kills somebody who is breaking in and is threatening death and so forth, that's a justifiable homicide. Therefore, we can't charge one of the criminals with the homicide. Now, here's the other part of Andrew's question, and you'll see why he asked this right now. Here it goes. With the invasion of the Capitol, that's January 6, 2021, could Trump be charged for murder following the shooting death of the female rioter shot by the Capitol Police or the death of the police officer beaten by the rioters with a fire extinguisher if it is deemed he urged the crowd to storm the Capitol. Wow. 
Andrew, Andrew, congratulations for connecting these dots. If you don't have a law degree, I want to give you one. All right, so what's the answer here? First, we'd have to know that Trump committed a felony. And that is different from being impeached, from committing a high crime or misdemeanor that would get you thrown out of office, get you impeached, whatever. Could he be chargeable with a felony? The answer is perhaps so. So if you do a felony and a death results, eh, we got something to talk about. But wait, stop, hold it, right? Because there are limits on the felony murder doctrine. Just as I was talking about, where would we look for them? Uh, We could look for them in either federal law or in the District of Columbia's law, because the president in this hypothetical case could be charged under the law of either one. That's where his actions took place. They took place in the Washington Monument grounds, I believe, or in uh, some other federal place. So he chargeable with a federal felony, perhaps, um, or a D.C. crime. Now, D.C. will take that as our starting point because its law is pretty clear. All right. It has a felony murder statute. It says uh, for its murder statute, right, whoever being of sound memory and discretion kills another purposely, either of deliberate and premeditated malice, all right, there's your premeditation deliberation standard, or, and here comes your felony murder provision, all right, here we go, without purpose to do so, kills another person in perpetrating or attempting to perpetrate any, here's the list, arson, first-degree sexual abuse, first-degree child sexual abuse, first-degree cruelty to children, mayhem, robbery, kidnapping, or perpetrate or attempting to perpetrate any housebreaking while armed or using a dangerous weapon, or in perpetrating or attempting to perpetrate a felony involving a controlled substance. There's your list. Seditious conspiracy isn't there. So if somebody dies while Trump or as a result of Trump doing a seditious conspiracy felony, this won't work if he is to be charged under the law of the District of Columbia. Interesting, no? Felony murder. Great question from listener Andrew of Ipswich in Queensland, Australia. I thank you. Thank you for listening and thank you for sending that question. If you have a question about how the criminal legal system works, something puzzling you about what you're hearing about our court system, why don't you send it to me? Let me take a whack. All right. You can do that by calling our Ask Dave number. That's 412-407-3389. That's 412-407-3389. Leave us your name, where you're calling from, and your short question or you can go to our website look for our contact page our ask dave page and just type it out like andrew did it was a pleasure to answer that question andrew thanks thanks to everybody down under who listens i'm david harris we're a listener supported podcast go to patreon.com slash criminal injustice we appreciate it and i'll be back with you next time